Now, case in point with Global News Radio legal expert Lauren Honickman. I like that old spaghetti western. Let's bring in Lauren Honickman because <laughs> I should have done this last night. I won't even. I'm not. No comments on that. That's. Uh, I don't know if it's my age, but I literally. I'm like, of course I'm booking Lauren tonight, and then I got here, and Tony's like, you know we're supposed to do Lauren last night, right? And like, yeah. And I woke nope. up today and I went, oh, they forgot to call me. I, <laughs> I said, oh wow, well that feature lasted pretty long. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, you know we've got uh, we've just got some aging issues. I've got so. I'm on it tonight. Yeah, on it. Okay, yes. let's talk about uh, so Headley frontman um, Jacob Jacob Hoggard's case still working its way through the case, the courts. If you don't know who he is, he's a lead singer of a band called Headley, and he's got a couple of pretty serious sexual assault allegations against him. Um, but again, this is the phase of it where we go in, we go out. He's not going to appear. His lawyer will do this for him. Right. My question to you about this case: How problematic is it for the accused in this case, Mr. Hoggart? Um, given that when this whole poop storm was kind of really blowing up they i guess probably at the the instruction of his public publicist had put in an apology and he acknowledged you know yes we've treated our fans right i i take responsibility right you know for the way i've treated my fans and blah 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 does that then become evidence against him in court well sure i mean anything an accused says or does um can be used as as part of uh, the evidence that may come there. So, again, hypothetically speaking, uh, the fact that somebody apologizes for something, but that doesn't uh, necessarily mean that um, uh, that he uh, he committed a sexual assault, as alleged. Yeah, it's not it's not written in a way that there's an admission of committing a yeah. crime because he's pretty adamant about saying, "I am not saying that I crossed any lines," but. You know, yeah, the reflection. I mean, yeah. You know, so I think what he did was, if if I remember correctly, he, he's denied ever engaging in non-consensual sexual behavior, right. i.e. not denies he ever sexually assaulted anyone. But he did admit or he did agree that he may have behaved in a way that objectifies women. Uh, one is not the same as the other. And um, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's one part of it. The other part, I, I know people get very frustrated when these cases take as long as they take uh, to even wind their way through. But, uh, wind their way through. but remember, we have a, a, a procedure called disclosure, mm-hmm. uh, where he is, uh, uh, it's mandatory that he receive the disclosure that he needs, all of it, and that includes police notes, and, yep. and there's videos, there's video statements. And uh, so the Crown uh, basically told the court today, uh, we still don't have that. Yeah. And of course, every time this happens, you always, you keep your eye on the legal clock, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to, what, what they're trying to avoid now is having uh, cases, you know, getting tossed because of the very famous Supreme Court of Canada case now. So this case is right now in the provincial court system. Uh, so we're talking about 18 months from the time that he gets charged to the time there's a trial. Now, we're still we're still okay. We're still within the time frame. They're going to come back on September 12th, and hopefully all the disclosure will be out by then. Sure, but this is going to be one of those Gian Gameshi cases where it is a circus, because it'll get a lot of coverage, and it'll oh. get a lot of um, spectators, you know, trying this in the court of public opinion, on social media, but right. it is going to be a, a poop show. Oh, yeah. About, I mean, right now, like, he's already been dropped by his management oh, team, yeah. you know, blacklisted by a lot of radio stations, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so... 
I mean, he's already he's already being punished oh, yeah. in a different way. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. This, this trial will be very, very high profile. Due process 2018. It's an awesome thing. Yes. Jeez. Yes. Good to have Ugh. somewhere. Um, let's talk about this case uh, on the kind of same topic of Me Too involving a professor at a New York university. And she is, I guess, thought of and, and, and around the world known as a renowned feminist. And those who have, you know, worked with her, they stand by her, and she is accused of some pretty serious allegations, um, right. you know, in, in other words, sexually harassing a former male grad student. But it goes further because she's accused of physically and being verbally abusive. He says she abused her power. And, right. and, and both of them are, by the way, gay. But they yeah. had this relationship, and she's gay and he's gay. It's a, it's a really kind of bizarre case. But what do you do when, you know, one of your own behaves badly. Yeah, and, you know, I, I know, I, I read some comments about this story. You know, some people are, and, and I, I don't think it's right, by the way, when I'm about to, I don't agree with the comments where people say, yes, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a woman who's being accused of something, right? I mean, that's not what this is about. Um, and, and I think that's, that, you know, we've got to be careful when we look at this. But it's, but it's certainly a, a pretty unique case. And I, and I guess one of the things that happens in, in these type of cases is when they become public. And, uh, you know, so uh, this article that, that I was reading about, it sort of raises this question about what happens to at Me Too when a feminist is the accused. Yeah. You know, well, I'm, I'm not really sure. And, and I think what, what you want to be able to say is that we, we hopefully live in a society where it doesn't matter about these things, that, that accusations should be based on factual assertions, not, not on um, philosophy. So, so certainly if this is a case where the evidence will come out that indeed this professor uh, actually harassed this male student and, and etc., well, then, then so be it. Uh, but I think what ends up happening, what we get caught up in this, oh, look at this, look at the, and, and that's where we lose perspective. The, these are serious allegations. Oh, yeah. To be against a woman, a, a woman, but it's still very serious allegations. Well, look, I mean, she's known around the world for what she does. She's considered, what was the, uh, the, the what were they saying about her? She's considered um, a world-renowned feminist, and right. now, oh, the other one, she's one of the few philosopher stars in the world. Right. A true philosopher star, whatever that is. Right. And, you know, and he's made some really serious allegations, you know. Uh, she put my hands on her breast, uh, pressing herself, uh, her buttocks onto my crotch, kissing me, kissing my hands, kissing my torso. I mean, I mean uh, you know, uh, if, if, not, if that's non-consensual, I mean, prima facie, sexual assault. And uh, so, you know, I mean, I, I guess that at the end of it all, hopefully, uh, whatever this is, and it's, this is a case in the U.S., but be that as it may, I, you hope that at the end of the day it gets adjudicated properly on its facts and the, and, and the philosophies and, the, and the, um, uh, the policies that people want to put forward on all this don't get caught up in it, that this is going to be tried as, as, a, as a case before the courts. I want to talk a little bit about a story, a headline that just kind of came out late today, and it has to do with the Humboldt uh, GoFundMe. And the money is now, I guess, at the point where it's starting to be distributed. And the lawyers representing the fund for the families are asking for clarification around the distribution. But I think this is an interesting case because we've got all these campaigns on social Mm -hmm. media. 
But how do you give the money out? I mean, there was a lot of money brought in by everyday Canadians. Yeah. But how do you distribute it? Do you have to, you know, given there's no real laws around this, do they all get the equal amount or well, does... Oh, no, the- yeah, this is... And they're making it up as they go along, right? Because it is all new. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. When, when this happened, this tragedy happened, and, and like so many tragedies, there's immediately a... Uh, a GoFundMe campaign or a similar campaign, and you say to yourself, you know, like you don't, I, I didn't say at the time, oh, that's ridiculous or whatever, but then as you watched all the money that was being raised, and eventually they raised $15 million. Okay, so 16 people dead, 13 injured, um, and they, they create this memorial fund to oversee the distribution of funds. And I said to myself at the time, how, how are they going to do that? How are they going to do that? And, and how is it justified? Not, I mean, you don't want to take anything away, anything away from, from the absolute tragedy that these families went in. But the thought that went in my head is, uh, through my head was, so, all right, so they, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure there was uh, people had to take off work. I'm sure there was a lot of actual out-of-pocket expenses. And, and God bless them, let them get completely reimbursed for that. But then what happens after that? And, and I'm not even thinking about, Alex, about, well, we want to distribute this evenly. I'm thinking about what's the entitlement? And, and I know, and again, this may sound uh, a little harsh on my part, but I, I'm trying to understand it. And I guess I'm thinking of it in the context of lawsuits. Yeah. And, and if, if families were suing uh, uh, with re- uh, with respect to the because somebody died or whatever, that you would get compensation for for care and guidance. Okay, so so maybe we rationalize it that way. And how is it going to be determined that one family is going to get more or or less? And 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 I think even they said that in the court today that even though they they provided all the families today with an interim fifty thousand dollar payment. Okay, and now they've put together a committee, an independent five person advisory committee. That's going to decide how the money should be divided. And do uh, they get money? Because they shouldn't be getting the money. This should be going only to the families and to the to the boys yeah, no, or the, the people that don't. Gonna, they, so, so the committee is going to decide which family should get what. And the judge today said, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that each family is going to receive an equal payment. So you got people on this panel. You have Haley. But should but hold on a second. Should judges really be deciding this? I mean, well, in a perfect world, should they not? Ju- what's that? The judge isn't good. This is this is why they've got an independent five-person advisory committee. So this committee is going to make it the yeah. make make the recommendations to the judge. So and the judge, I guess, will follow the committee the committee's recommendations. So this committee, just so we understand, some of the people on there, Haley Wickenheiser's yeah. on this committee. We know her; she retired Olympic women's hockey team gold medalist. Uh, Mark Chipman, who's a, a company that uh, is part owner of the NHL Winnipeg Jets. Uh, a doctor is on there, uh, who's the head of neck, uh, head and neck surgery. So you've got, you've, you've obviously got some very, very high profile people on here. But again, I say to myself, okay, well, how's this going to be done? Yeah. And, and, and like, who do, do, do those who have deceased, uh, you know, family, do they get something? Do, do those who have, you know, paralysis or those who right. are serious, do they get more? Right. I mean, I, do you get the sense though, Lauren, that there's going to ha- come a time and maybe this is the case that will do it where when you set up these social media um, campaigns, that there has to be some fine print saying the money will be split evenly or, um, you know, right. d- is that fine print coming? 
Well, I, I think it needs to be, and I think, Alex, what happens is a tragedy occurs. We see it happening all the time, and immediately we hear a GoFundMe campaign has started or a, or a social media campaign is to raise money for the victims. And your first gut reaction is, isn't that nice? Isn't that good? That's great. And, and it is good. But you're absolutely correct. There must be uh, some sort of process that is laid out so it's, it's understood, well, how's that going to be distributed? Because remember, in this case, in Humboldt, there are outstanding lawsuits. The, you know, and what does that mean? Can there be double recovery? Let's say a family right now receives X amount of dollars for pain and suffering for this. Can that family now also sue the, the trucking company and be part of that and receive uh, compensation as well, or, or, or have they now been a stop from... De- These are legal issues that are going to have to be looked at. Sure, um, and, and we should point out, anytime it comes to money, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a will, whether it's a, a fundraising, money brings out the worst in everybody. And the worst thing that would come out of this is all of these families, you know, fighting over money. And not because they're greedy, yeah. but because they're grieving. And part of the part of the grieving process, it just, when it comes to the money aspect of it, and I only know this just because dealing with my dad's estate, right. it didn't matter if it was five cents or the plant. It was very personal. You know, it just, it's it plays with your mind. So we could see some really um Yeah, because even chapters. one yeah. family member today yeah. said yeah. that the millions raised should be split evenly, and they say, just divide it, make sure everybody gets, and, and, and okay, so let's say you did that. Um, and, I, and I guess nobody would begrudge it, yep. and I certainly wouldn't be the one to begrudge it. I would just raise the question. That's sure. all I'm yep. raising here. Yep. The question is, what it, what's the, is it proper? Is it, is it, can you say, okay, well, these people all suffered a tragedy one way or the other, so they should all split the money? And, and, and you know, you certainly, as I say, you want them to take care of the bills and lost income and care for their families. That's all there. But what about above that? Uh, should they not be able to show that they need it for this or that? That's where the issues are going to become or potentially become contentious. Yeah, stay tuned. I hope it I hope it doesn't, but we'll stay tuned. All right, Lauren, thank you so much. We will get you back on next Tuesday. I will not be here, but I will make sure that we get you on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. But I'll be back the week after. Have a nice holiday. Thank you, sir. We'll Appreciate you. it. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.